I went on this cute date one time and we were supposed to go to a brewery, which they didn't have room. So out of a box, Buddy pulls out an impromptu charcuterie. Even like there was like pears, breeze, different types of, you know, it was kind of like caveman style, but I thought I'm so into this. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. The Safe Haven has recently shape-shifted into a bi-weekly release with alternating bi-weekly releases with a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of conversations that you'd have with a best friend on a road trip. As you can imagine, there are endless topics. And with a sense of humor and passion for growth and learning like she and I share, you are bound to fall in love with the content and Jennifer's cackle. On today's drive, we chat about Jen's most recent conversation with a medium. Jen shares a little bit about her connection with her dad and a lot about why birds are significant in her life and how they've been showing up for her in her life now since her dad passed last year. As the food lovers we are, we get into what our must-haves are on a charcuterie board and why ratios of the charcuterie board matter. But before we jump into today's drive, I want to remind you that we would love it if you could follow The Safe Haven on your podcast app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Writing a written review where you're able and leaving a rating helps reach more people and every single one helps. So if you haven't done so, we would be so appreciative if you did. Let's jump in. Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're two adventurous souls with a huge passion for travel and chasing the unordinary. You know those podcasts that you listen to that you just feel like you're hanging out on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie? That's what we've created for you and we want you to come along for the ride. Sometimes it'll just be us and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. In each road trip episode, we will be sharing a variety of insights and perspectives, lessons, and memories from our lives. Sometimes we may cry, but I promise we'll laugh way more, honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That's what road trips with your besties are for. So grab a snack, pop in those earbuds, and buckle up. Okay, girl, jump in. Let's go. How's it going? Oh my God, Amanda, you got to drive today. I have so much to tell you. I can't even focus on the road right now. Let's do this. I cannot wait to hear it. Buckle up. Yes. Buckle up. Okay. So today I had an appointment with a medium. Okay. I love this shit. Let's go. Have you ever seen a medium before? Yeah. Like a solid handful of times, actually. It was so cool. So this is my second time. And I saw a medium in the first place because I wanted to try to connect with my dad. Mm. And my first experience was really cool. And it took me to this experience today. And I really don't know what drew me to be like, I'm going to book a medium appointment at seven 30 before I go to work this morning. But I did. Mm-hmm. And wow. Like I was like laughing. I was crying. I was like, Oh my goodness. Because I do have this kind of feel of, is this real? And then I'm like, no, no, no. Like it's real. There's things she says that I couldn't even make up. And today, like, just really solidified that. And, like, as you know, I've kind of been tapping into the spiritual side of things. And today, like, solidified everything to me. What'd she get into? I mean, 
we got into like potentials and opportunities and, you know, where my dad is, I was kind of, you know, my brother gets a lot of signs from my dad and I mm-hmm. felt, I was like, I'm not getting the signs and I need to get a sign of like, dad, like, are you there? And so this morning at like four o'clock in the morning, these birds were singing outside. Don't get me wrong. I like the sound of birds, but at four o'clock, like chill out. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And so my dad in spirit is birds, like flocks of birds. And I'm thinking like, oh my goodness. So the medium, she was like, your dad was singing to you this morning. And I thought, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Okay. Wait, pause there for a second. You said something about how he shows up. How does he show up for Chris? It's more, Chris just feels him. He feels his presence more where I tried feeling his presence and I'm like, "Mm," like it's like, I need more of an obvious, like hit me in the face sign. Which is funny because two weeks ago, I got pooed on by a bird. No. At work in my like business suit. And then the medium today was like, that is a sign. I've always heard that getting pooped on by a bird's good luck. Oh, actually, this is just like a side story. Just I got so excited about this when you just said about bird shit. Not that bird shit is exciting, but this was so funny. So I have a group of students that I work with on Thursdays, obviously just throughout the school year. And last week we were doing this plein air painting outside thing. We were exploring watercolors and the girls are just getting into it. They're vibing. Yes. The music's going. It's great. And there is one student in particular that I freaking adore. And she's so funny. I keep telling her, I was like, girl, you've got to be on a stage. She's only in grade seven and she is fire. So out of absolutely nowhere, it's again, like silent. There's kind of some music. They're all right into it. And out of nowhere, it's like, a bird just shit in my paint tray. <laughs> a little mixed medium paint. Totally. Like it was, I just could not stop laughing. So anyways, yes, bird shit, bird shit, bird shit happens. Yes. So, and you know, I just was like, ah, oh, the bird shat on me. I'd have to change my blazer now. Anyways, I guess, yes, this is, these are serious signs. And then even when she was talking, like basically she said, you know, Jennifer, you need to take the rearview mirrors out of your life and like not look back. What has happened in the past has happened. People came into your life for a reason. They served a purpose. They're gone. It doesn't matter anymore. It's all onwards, upwards, moving forward. And she said like, you know, I feel like you're hard on yourself. I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm my, my, my own worst critic, but it's something we're working on. But then even when she said like, you need to see your opportunity from a bird's eye view. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like everything was just like bird, bird, bird. Mm-hmm. Bird's the word. Bird's the word. Yo, come <laughs> back for a second with me here to the rear view mirrors thing. Do you actually find that that resonated with you because that is so much of a pattern? Like you focus so much on what's happened as opposed to the present moment? Oh, 100%. I definitely look in the past and I'm like, oh, and it's like, you know, it's something that you can't control. It happened and, but you can control what is going to happen or you can, you can try to control what's going to happen. You can put, you know, the energies and the vibes out there, you know, for good results, but like whatever's happened, like we're not changing the outcome of that. Mm -hmm. Well, what else happened? Like, I love this stuff. So keep going, keep telling me, like, did it feel super deep? Did you feel like you left really nourished or fulfilled in some way? I've left feeling like super inspired. I mean, she didn't pull up as much like random things as my first time 
But like this was, it was really interesting because yesterday being solstice, I did some card pulling and I pulled a spread from each of my decks. And it was just, it, that was way too overwhelming. Like I don't recommend doing that. But all of these cards that I was pulling was like commit, opportunity, awaiting, like go towards your dreams, get your goals. Like it's forward. And it was like such a strong thing. And the medium said like, listen, like these are signs and like, you can't ignore them or they're just going to get stronger. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, here I sit and I'm like, all right, like if I have all this opportunity, I like, it's almost like I feel overwhelmed where I'm like, I'm in a transition phase right now. I mean, I'm just approaching like the first three months at my new job where I moved back to the West coast. And I'm thinking like, I don't know if I'm like really ready to switch gears again, but there's other outlets that I can switch gears towards. And it's just working towards the greater things in life, I guess, for me. Mm -hmm. When you mentioned about how there was just more stuff that was like out of left field for your last, like super surprising stuff for your first read, what in particular really sticks out? Well, in the past reading, I mean, I spent some time working at a nursing home and she brought up like my favorite residents' names and said that she was leaving me dimes. And that's, you know, that is a sign. And I was just like, she doesn't know that I worked at a home. She didn't know the name of this resident that I loved. And then she brought up people and she, I had said to her, the reason I'd waited over six months to speak to her since my dad had passed was because that's what I'd heard that you have to wait for the deceased or the person that's passed to cross over. Mm. And so she said to me, she's like, oh no, there was no wait time. Like your dad crossed over immediately because someone was waiting for him. She's like, who's Dave? And I was like, well, that would be his best friend. Wow. And I was like, she doesn't know that. So it's just, it was just like more random, like left field things of like, what are the initials MB mean? And I'm like, oh yeah, like that, that is significant people in the past where they have had a significant role or part of my life. So it was just like more left field where this session was like way more geared towards keeping on the path of opportunity and keeping being open to all this opportunity. Mm. Did anyone come through today? Yes. So my dad was there and then, you know, she was telling me things of about him, but it was really crazy because um, so through medium appointments, you can't necessarily call on the spirit that you want to speak to. And then sometimes they will try to, like different spirit will try to send messages through, for instance, me onto someone else. And so actually um, a friend of mine, her name came up and her mom has passed. And I guess her mom's been trying to get through to her. So she gave me the message to give to the friend. And I was like, okay, like this that's when it solidified everything to me. I was mm -hmm. like, I, I totally believe. And then I messaged the friend and was like, hi, like, I just wanted to let you know, I had an appointment with the medium and your mom like is trying to send you a message. And she said, well, this couldn't have come at a better time. Like this is, and I mean, I burst into tears at that point. Mm -hmm. My body, like I just, I had a whole shiver go down my body and was like, wow. Mm -hmm. So my mind was a little bit blowing there for sure. Mm-hmm. I just listened to Caitlin Bristow's podcast and she had Teresa Caputo on, uh, I don't know, like a week and a half or two weeks ago. And the coolest thing was, is that they actually did a video and they recorded the video as well as the recording. So I saw the actual video part of this, what I'm about to tell you. And I just, I actually had seen it without 
audio at first. And then I obviously turned the audio on because their facial expressions, they just both were so beside themselves, like surprised, excited, like holy shit moment kind of thing. Yeah. So then of course I had to listen to the whole podcast and she was talking about how Uh, or Caitlin was asking about animals and do animals sense spirit. And she said, oh, absolutely. Like, is your dog doing anything crazy right now? And she hardly finished saying the word now. And the dog barked and started pacing the room. And it's like, because it's on recording, you can't make that shit up, right? And I guess this one dog of Caitlin's is always quite chill and just, you know, sits at her feet or at the bottom of the desk or whatever. And hangs out while she records and she said that she's always a bit anxious about how the dogs are going to react or if they're going to bark during a recording and typically they're quite quiet but go figure she's like oh yeah so is, is your dog doing something weird right now and then he freaking barked see that you can't make this stuff up you can't make it up no so it was uh a crazy experience and like it it's just very interesting there's another avenue about birds mm. So, you know, my dad being in bird form and I always, when I'm driving, these birds will cross in front of my path and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to hit this bird. Mm -hmm. And so then the medium said, she's like, well, your dad really likes to go on car rides with you. He likes to, you know, tell you like how to get there and navigate you, but he also likes to backseat drive. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yep, that is a hundred (laughs) percent true. That is my dad. He would if anybody knows, yes, like he would always critique my driving. He would always want to go for a drive. So I thought like, okay, so these these birds that are flying in front of my car. And then it's really crazy because I've recently met a friend who is an ornithologist. Okay. And for listeners, I know what this is because I've been talking to you for a long time. So tell us what that is. An ornithologist is a professional birder. (laughs) I'm not laughing. I'm not (laughs) I am, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a very niche. Well, I guess it's not a niche subject, but um, it really fascinates me, the Mm -hmm. knowledge around birds. Actually, so I can tell you that I know the scientific term for a seagull. I'm ready. I'm really proud for this. So my friend kind of wanted to set me up for success and said, you know, Jen, when you see a seagull, um, if you really want to impress your friends, you can call it a glaucous winged gull. A glaucous winged gull. Glaucous winged gull. Okay. So now you can sound really smart saying what a seagull is. (laughs) (laughs) Have you pulled that out on some friends at the beach yet? (laughs) Oh, all the time. I'm like, they're like, oh, there's a lot of seagulls around. I'm like, I don't see any seagulls, but I sure do see a lot of glaucous winged gulls. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, like I'm slowly but surely learning about birds because apparently my dad's in bird. I have a new friend that's an ornithologist, aka professional birder. And yeah, birds are just like, I tell you, I wake up at four in the morning and they're chirping, singing me songs. Now you can just be like, thanks, dad. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, dad's singing to me. That's great. And it's kind of comforting now where I'm like, not so upset with the fact that the birds woke me up where I'm like, my dad was really obnoxious in the sense that like on Sunday morning, he would like be stomping around the house really early, extra loud, just to make sure that I would wake up. And I like, my room was in the basement. And so he knew I could hear his footsteps and he knew I was out at the party the night before. And did he not just stomp his feet about 7 a.m.? Of course. Thanks, dad. Yeah. But hey, you are officially a morning person. Oh, I am. 100%. Yeah. I love the mornings. Yeah, it's the best. 
I would say like when I'm really on my game between five and six in the morning is my witching hour. Like that is the time that I am on it. I'm on my game. I want to get something done. I get it done at that moment Mm -hmm. or between those times. I definitely have those genetics too from my old man. Definitely a morning person. I mean, I'm not a night person. I go to bed so early and then I wonder why I wake up so early. But I just, when I wake up in the morning, I need to, it needs to be like a relaxed thing because if the sun's shining, I'm just like, oh my God, I got to bolt out of bed and get outside. And I'm like, you can slow down and enjoy a cup of coffee first. Yeah, take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick pit stop here for gas. So take a big stretch, jump around, grab something to nourish yourself with and enjoy a quick break while we fill up. Okay. So you have me so intrigued though. So you've got so many connections back to your dad. Was there anything else? Uh, just, just tell me more. So she did bring up outgrowing relationships and that's an interesting thing because it kind of comes back to people are put in your life for a certain purpose. Hmm. And sometimes you outgrow them and time is a very man-made thing. It's something that we as humans focus on too much. It's something that I'm trying to focus on being more in the moment, but definitely outgrowing relationships resonates and it has happened. There are relationships in my life where I'm actually like been walking, listening to a podcast, figuring out like what I should do with this relationship. And I'm like, you know what? I've just outgrown it. Mm. It's not a difficult conversation. It hardly really needs to be a difficult conversation. It's more of a, I have just outgrown this relationship and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Do I ever feel that? Yeah. Like it's, and I think that can also go in like setting boundaries. Um, Actually, I read on, I was, I was scrolling through Instagram today. I found this quote and it says, I avoid relationships, friendships, any type of interactions that requires me to walk on eggshells, not be myself or change who I am to accommodate someone or not to get on their bad side. I like flexibility. I like transparency and I like my free spirited self. Mm. That sounds like a solid affirmation. That's like a frameable one. Yes. Yes. And it's true. You know, there's too many times in life, you know, we do have relationships with these people that we are on eggshells with. And it's something like I've become a bit more, um, I've been trying to, you know, have those difficult conversations that, but it's just, this is my belief mm-hmm. and this is me. This is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It's friggin' hard to do. Yeah. Especially being in a sales role too. Like People ask the world and, you know, when you're in contract phase, people are like, well, can you just include this? And how about like taking your chairs to our beach ceremony? It's like, no, our chairs belong to us and on our property. If you want a ceremony on the beach, you can call the rental company and hire those chairs. Mm -hmm. And it's basically, I found that, you know, in contract and negotiation stage of a sales deal, that's the time where if you're bending all these rules, you're going to get yourself into like deep water later on. It's like stand your ground at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Stand your ground at the beginning. But how many times have we all been in a relationship of any sort 
and like not just intimate. A lot of the times we're like talking about intimate or friendship relationships. And in, in your case, even with your example here about contracts and work. But oh my gosh, it's like you are actually in relationship of some sort with everyone in your life. And oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's something that I'm trying to work through and, and practice with so much intention is being truthful to myself first and to set those boundaries sooner than later because oh my gosh, that just goes right into enabling behaviors. And if you're going to enable the people that you are in contract with under a job like you have, you start that shit right off the hop. You're in trouble for the whole time you're planning. And I'm going to be with these people for likely a year. Yeah. Mm -mm. And then comes this wedding day where I've created this expectation Mm -hmm. and it's executing a wedding day when everything's going flawless is still stressful. But like when you have all of these things that you agreed to a year ago, just to get the sale. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's not worth it. Oh my gosh. But how much does that even translate into everything else? Like even about intimate relationships as well too, right? Is that it's like the contract. It's like, what are you selling yourself for? I know it's interesting. I read a book. I think it's act like a lady, think like a man. It refers to your probation period at work and you don't, generally speaking, you don't get benefits until you've passed that probationary period. So it's kind of can translate into an intimate relationship where there's a probationary period. Well, you first go through the interview process to see if you even want to go into a probationary period with this person. And then if they pass their probation, you know, then that's when they can reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. I like this. This is a whole nother podcast episode. Oh my gosh. I know already some of the things that have come up today. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Although just because my squirrel brain will forget this, the outgrowing friendships thing Mm -hmm. is one that I've been navigating in 2021, Ah, 2020 and 2021 for sure. But more recently, it's been something that's just, I've really been feeling the whole feels about relationships and friendships and just because you have been friends with someone since you were five, sure, that's a beautiful romantic idea, but it's not the longevity of the relationship that is the value of it. I mean, I have met two women in the last eight months that have completely changed the game for me when it comes to friendships. Yeah. The value that they add to my life, (laughs) and apparently that I add to theirs, (laughs) is like such a mutually beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm also so glad that I outgrew those other friendships in order to make space for these ones. Exactly. And then it goes back to time being such a man-made thing. Oh, yeah. People are placed in our lives for, and then, you know, we think like, oh, this relationship, it's so good. I'm getting treated like gold. I don't want it to end. Like, and then it ends. And it's like, well, somebody, a relationship takes the work of two people and maybe somebody's journey deviated. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now you're like, oh, well, I'm so sad. This is over. And it's like, okay, well, think back to before you met that person. Where were you at? Mm-hmm. Great, fine, thriving because you met such a wonderful human. So, yes, there's going to be a period of grief where you're like, oh, this kind of, it sucks that, but celebrate that this person was put in your life, treated you so well, and like made you realize that there are good people out there. This was an easy person to meet. It was organic versus, you know, however you go about meeting people these days. But that actually came up in the medium session today that time is a man-made thing. And I've thought like, yes, it is. I'm always very aware of time. I wear a watch. I always want to know what time it is. But if I could let that go, Mm -hmm. I feel like it would just allow a lot of additional space 
and likely allow for extra time because I'm not so concerned about putting like, I'm going to make dinner and it's going to take me 35 minutes to make dinner. Okay. And I need to be here. Like I'm going to make dinner. I feel like for your job, the time matters a lot because of the time. However, maybe that's a practice that you could even just start on your weekends and days off is just don't put your watch on. Exactly. Because I get production schedules that it's like down to a minute at 3.15, bride will start her procession. So it's a very Monday through Friday or when I'm at work, whatever that schedule looks like. Then on weekends, it's like, I don't really plan anything. And honestly, like last weekend, I didn't plan a damn thing. And I was, I had the best weekend. Mm -hmm. And then this coming weekend, I mean, I'm getting my second COVID vaccine on Thursday. So, and I've seen a lot of people, they're kind of like hit by a train for a hot 24 hours and then, you know, bounce back. So I thought I'm not planning this weekend out and it kind of feels nice. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I might be in bed hit by a train. (laughs) Yeah, Time will tell, but you know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that that goes very well for you because I have seen some people down and out after shot two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely going to go to the grocery store and get chicken noodle soup and Gatorade to have on hand. Totally. Never a bad thing to have on hand anyways. Soda crackers. Mm Mm-hmm. Salted tops. Mm -hmm. Yes. Love the salted tops. Me too. I actually had some last night. Oh. And chicken noodle soup? No, no, no soup. (laughs) (laughs) On a charcuterie board. Oh my goodness. If I could eat charcuterie for the rest of my life, I would be so happy. I would too. Okay. It's my favorite meal. What are the must-haves on the board? Okay. So we always need an even ratio of breads, crackers to the meats and cheeses. Like Mm. it all needs to be, I hate when you're finishing a charcuterie board and you're just putting salami in your mouth. Like, (laughs) can I put some cheese or some bread on this? Um, I also love like a sweet. Yes chutney and maybe like then a mustard. Mm, good one. I think I like balance on a charcuterie board when it comes oh my down gosh. to it. So one of my best friends, Heather, Heather Ludlow. Well, now she's Heather Dunn. Oh, yes. Yeah. Amazing human being. So she and I, and I think she and a bunch of her other friends, but for us, snacks has always been schnibblies. So we have schnibblies. I've kind of introduced the whole schnibblies and snacks to friends of ours here. And on the schnibblies board, I feel you with the balance. Although, let me tell you, I also have to have either grapes, raspberries, or cherries. Yes, I was going to say a fruit for sure, 100%. Or apple slices. Oh, the BC cherries. Oh, BC cherries. I went on this cute date one time. Uh And we were supposed to go to a brewery, which they didn't have room. So out of a box, Buddy pulls out an impromptu charcuterie. And I was like, lock it in. <laughs> I'm like, even like there was like pears, breeze, different types of, you know, it was kind of like caveman style, but I thought I'm so into this. Oh yeah. That was like, where do I sign? Yeah. The funniest part was buddy asked me, you don't happen to have a Swiss army knife, do you? And I was like, uh, no, I don't generally carry a Swiss army knife around in my back pocket. And then he figured it out. But I, I said, I'm like, I wonder what you would have done if you hadn't have got a knife, how you'd break this apple apart. And he's like, I would have crossed that bridge when I got to it. But imagine you had a Swiss Army knife in your back pocket. Maybe I should start carrying one. <laughs> I actually found one on a walk a couple months ago in the snow as the snow was melting. And I was like, after I brought it home, the guys were in the driveway and I was like, 
this is actually really nice. It's got like a real wood handle. I feel fancy. Yes. I mean, I think I need to get a Swiss Army knife now. Or Leatherman. Ooh, how's that? Well, also, I have this irrational fear of cougars. And if I just had a Swiss Army knife, well, <laughs> Take see that you later, cougar. Always have a wine cork. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. True. Yeah. You're on to something here. Yeah. We're on to it. So I wonder if you can get Swiss Army knives engraved. I think yes. Ooh. Okay. We're, yeah, we're definitely on to something here. I like this idea. I mean, I've also considered getting a walking stick to like beat cougars off with, but. I feel like if you are beating a cougar or hitting it with a knife or stabbing it in some, that's just too close for comfort. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, if I can feel that cougar's breath on me, I will fear. (laughs) I've been told I'm more likely to get hit by a car (laughs) on my street than see a cougar. I don't know. There's cougars in town here. I did some, I did a lot of research. The last cougar attack on Vancouver Island was quite some time ago. Okay. Well, fingers are crossed, but the article was published by environment Canada. I was like, well, this seems reputable. (laughs) Yeah. In the meantime, you're going to go and get an engraved Swiss army knife Yeah, and a walking stick and a walking stick. So (laughs) yeah, Jen, do you want to go on a walk? Let me just get my survival kit. We're just going down the street. That's fine. That's fine. You can never be too prepared. I could go away for a multi-day hike with just a Swiss army knife. (laughs) Yeah, you could. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'd love to see that. (laughs) Probably need to bring a deck of tarot cards because you never know when you feel like you need to do a reading. Yo, speaking of, do you want to do a quick poll to wrap up our road trip here? Yes, yes. Do you have a deck out? I do, I do. Okay, you go. I have the Moonology Oracle cards I'm going to pull from. Okay, I'm ready. So- First, what I always like is, especially when you're sharing with other humans, is sharing your intention. So as you're shuffling and once you've cleared the deck, what's your intention? You know, what are you looking for or seeking guidance with? Okay. How will all of the information through my medium session this morning and this great podcast how will this resonate with me in the upcoming week? Ooh. It's been a great day full of insight. And I'm excited to see how this plays out in the upcoming week. All right. There's a lot of cards that are showing their face to me, but I'm going to just... Uh, I'm generally, okay, wait, question for you. Do you take your time while choosing or do you pick quickly? Mine typically jump when I shuffle and I'm not even a bad shuffler. It's just like, they just throw themselves at me. That sometimes happens with me and like generally I'm a pretty quick picker. Okay, I picked it. Okay. Okay, so as I mentioned, we have Moonology Oracle cards. I'm so glad you're in the passenger seat because if you are shuffling while driving, that's so dangerous. Well, because we've learned in a past episode, I can't drive with my knees. <laughs> so we would either be on the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. Losing time or in the ditch. Okay, I'm okay. so ready for this card. So we have a beautiful full moon above these beautiful trees. Can I also just interrupt because I recognize that we are recording this far before its release date because we got excited about your reading, but in only two sleeps from this recording date is the full moon. Oh, yes. So (laughs) this is this beautiful card and it says, believe in the impossible. 
it's a really pretty card. So I'm always drawn. I always like to sit with the card and like look at it before I like jump to, okay, what does this mean? I'm like, wow, this is, it's really pretty. The moon is very full. It's winter Mm -hmm. in the scene. I love winter. So, okay. I'm just now looking it up. It's a special moon card, blue moon. Okay. Page 112. As the saying goes, some things happen only once in a blue moon. In other words, hardly ever. Drawing this card suggests that you're about to get a rare chance that something one-off could be well about to happen. This card is a very positive sign if you felt like you're hoping for too much or asking for too much of the universe. Whatever you are asking about, well, it might only happen once in a blue moon, but it can happen. However, with this rare opportunity before you, it is important that you believe in it. If you convince yourself that whatever you're asking about can never go in your favor, then guess what? It will go in your favor. Be grateful for this card, which is a reminder to believe in your dreams. Then it says, attuned to the moon, I am lucky. Additional meanings for this card. Miss this chance and it might not come back anytime soon. What happened may only happen once. The person you're inquiring about is a rare find. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. This situation is unlikely to repeat. The teaching. There are usually three full moons between each equinox and solstice and vice versa. Sometimes though, we get four full moons in a single season. When that happens, the third of the seasons, four full moons, is called a blue moon. At least that was the original definition of a blue moon. These days, it's popular to use a blue moon for the second full moon in any calendar month that has two full moons. Hmm. Well, that kind of just sums everything up nicely. That's a beautiful card too. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thanks for that. I have a lot of feelings about it, but I'm going to let them resonate for a little bit before I go off. Yeah, definitely sit with those. Yeah, I'm sitting with that for a while. Mm-hmm. Wow. I am shook. <laughs> You've had a big day, Jen. I've had a big day. I'm going to go have a bonfire on the beach tonight, actually. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah. I'm probably going to be watching hockey. I mean, that's fine too, isn't it? <laughs> it is fine. It is It is totally fine. Anyways, well. Well. Are you going to pull a card? I will save my card for next time. Okay. Save the card for when I'm on the driver's seat. Yes. Okay. Okay. This was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of your things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so fun. Okay. So thank you, friends. We have made it and we have so enjoyed your company and appreciate you coming along. Make sure that you take a big stretch and nourish yourselves today. If you had a nice trip today, be sure to subscribe on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends, they'll fit in the van. We'll gas up, grab snacks, and continue down the open road next week. Cheers.